You know the old saying, happy wife, happy life? Well, retirement planning is certainly no exception to the rule. When we come back, we have some tips for you and your spouse so that you both walk away happy. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton along with uh, a full studio of... uh, uh, wonderful advisors for your retirement, leading with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel uh, for Dual Financial Strategies with our over 22 years of experience. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, retirement lifestyle reviews a bit later on, but uh, we also want to remember the three things to avoid uh, in polite conversation, and that is money, politics, and religion. So when it comes to your relationship, Uh, Discussing your finances with your spouse is a whole other story because communication really is the key to finding financial security, peace of mind, and freedom in your retirement. And hopefully uh, limit the number of arguments you're going to have with your partner. So, Sam, we're going to start it off with you. You've got uh, Andy right in the studio, so you're going to have uh, your chance to speak. Then maybe she'll have rebuttal time <laughs> on go. this. But uh, when we talk about uh, the topics that spark disagreements among couples, money seems to top the list. And maybe uh, you can tell us uh, statistically uh, how many times that happens and what the remedy is. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's kind of an age-old thing. You know, money is has always been a topic that would... Uh, would cause disagreement or angst in a marriage, I guess. Uh, about seven in 10 Americans uh, say that they've had a disagreement with their partner about finances within the past year. Um, about 16% of the folks that were surveyed felt that they were financially compatible with their spouse. Um, Seems low for our area. Yeah, it might be low for our area. I don't know. Uh, about 27% of married couples argue at least once per month. 22% uh, argued most about their budget. Um, disagreements between couples uh, typically are related to fears about market risk uh, and the economy more often than personal spending philosophies. That's about 35% of them. And uh, we do tend to see that. We'll see people that will come in with uh, maybe, you know, they've got a little bit different uh, life ideologies or political ideologies or something, and that can lead to a little bit of uh, uh, lead to a little bit of friction. Um, and then, of course, there's always the age old thing of uh, do we, you know, do we spend it today or do we save it for tomorrow? But um, you know, most of the time when we see people come in, they're pretty much on the same on the same thing. I think a lot of times we see uh, we see people coming in, Chuck, that are really trying to prepare for that uh, retirement time frame. And it's not uncommon for one spouse to be more engaged in the management of the money or the investments or something than the other. Uh, and a lot of times that spouse that's uh, responsible for that is either looking to hand off some of the responsibility to us or they want us to take over the management of it so that if something were to happen to them, they know that their spouse would be taken care of. That's very, very important. Yeah, I think so. I guess I'm one of the lucky ones then, not to personalize this, but just to give our audience a little perspective. I've been married close to four. 48 years and uh, never once have we, well, as, as time's gone on, ever argued about uh, what we're going to spend our money on. I, I don't know. It's diminishing returns, I suppose, but we always seem to be on the same page because we started off by talking about communication being the key to this. And I think that goes all the way back to when you philosophically discuss other things like wanting to have kids or, uh, you know, where do you want to live or 
uh, you know, what, what's going to happen in your life. But, but certainly when you're looking at your retirement planning, I think as time goes on, I think a lot of our listeners would probably agree. And like you say, a lot of your clients would probably agree that as time's gone on, you get more and more on the same page because it is important to, to be so uh, in terms of uh, retirement planning for a successful retirement. Now, we're going to go to Andy uh, on this one because a recent Accenture survey on couples and finances found that 51% of couples already review uh, or, or view, I should say, their current advisor as not only an advisor financially, but as a life coach. So uh, walk us through this point because it seems that you may, Andy, wear a lot of different hats here. So how do you quell the fears and concerns that couples might have uh, when they sit down to meet with you? Well, that's a good question. From a standpoint of, I think the reason that we talk so much about behavioral finance is because truly when it comes to money, it is challenging for people to always obviously agree on how to spend it, where to spend it, what to do with it, how to save for it. And I do think that much of what we end up doing is psychology based and it needs to be, it has to be, um, because really it is, how do we get you successfully through retirement and that can be a challenge if you are unaware of a lot of the nuances that go specific to retirement. So there's a lot of differences um, just between the growth and accumulation world versus the retirement world, of course. And consequently, you when you have people coming in that all you've been doing is growth and accumulation because you've been working and this shift of going into retirement thought process, how we're going to turn on money, where it's going to come from, how much do we actually need? What, how is that going to affect the rest of what you need to deal with in retirement, Social Security, Medicare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of nuances that have to go into that dynamic. Um, and I think financial advisors themselves, if they are unaware of behavioral finance and unaware of some of the needs that people have going to retirement, if they don't specifically work in that area, it can be a challenge for them as well when they're dealing with that. So there can be, I mean, we have had numerous people come to us and generally it's potentially after a, a spouse has lost their partner and they never really liked the advisor they had or they didn't feel like they got confirmation or that someone was actually talking to them in language they could understand. So there can be nuances and differences just in how couples feel about the person that they're working with, let alone the nuances and dynamics of that relationship and and what we actually need to take care of while we're sitting down with you. Yeah, that, that, that's the most important thing, I think, is to have both the, um, the uh, both spouses, both partners uh, sitting down with the same person to talk about it. So they're on the same page and they're aware, yes. you know, of, of what the advisor is going to say because they want to hear it, you know, proverbially from the horse's mouth and they don't want to get it uh, secondarily. So it's very important, ladies and gentlemen, to come in as a couple uh, when you meet uh, with Sam, Andy, or Luke here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies so that you hear the same thing, whether you want to uh, control the money or whether you are uh, aware of what the investments are, what the portfolio is, whether you care or not. Uh, it is important to be together. Now, uh, we're going to go to Luke here. Uh, so I want to know what some of the more important topics do you think uh, couples should be discussing with 
a financial advisor or financial planner? And how do you begin the money conversation when you sit down with couples? And what topics are the most important? I'm going to throw four or five questions at you here, Luke. Uh, when creating a financial plan, it satisfies both parties. Uh, can you help the couples kind of get a middle ground or a compromise if necessary when it's at an impasse? And also, why is it so vital that couples even sit down with you together, as I just spoke of? Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of questions there. I'll start with, you know, one of the more important topics that retirees should be having a discussion with a financial advisor about. The first being kind of the obvious one, the the investments, you know, the structure, what do you own? You know, my question back to listeners would be just, are you comfortable with the moves in your retirement accounts? Are you comfortable with the fluctuation? Um, because if not, it might be time to revisit your risk exposure. What are you positioned in? Um, what type of tools are you using? There's other tools out there that aren't focused like Andy was just talking on just growth and accumulation. You're coming into a new season, i.e. different tools might be needed. The second piece is taxes. We find that oftentimes um, a lot of people are not talking about taxes with regard to retirement because they're under this assumption that, well, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket. But are most of your accounts going to be taxed in retirement when you take a distribution, i.e. are they IRAs, 401ks? Most likely in our experience, yes, that's the case. Is your social security going to be taxable? Yes. Where do you think, you know, another important thing to consider is where do you think tax rates will be in the future? So, and I would venture to guess from our experience that most of our listeners are thinking that they're going to go up. And if that's the case, I would tend to be in the same camp we need to start planning for the tax piece to reduce your what we call lifetime tax liability, not just in the next year or two, but looking forward five, 10 years to ensure that we're reducing that. Another area we don't help in, but I think is often missed is estate planning. So you want to have um, proper estate planning documents in place because you can have the best financial plan in the world. We can do that for you. We can get it all set up. But if we don't have the state planning piece on the backside, it can all blow up in our face really quick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very important, uh, Sam, as we wrap this segment up, uh, to outline what dual financial strategies can do for couples, whether they uh, want to be uh, dragged in kicking and screaming and not wanting to know about their retirement planning or not. Uh, uh, what can you do for them? You know, there's a multiple different things that people are always looking for us to do, but a lot of you have said that you feel like you're saving well, but you're still concerned about lifetime income. You're not sure how that's going to work. Making sure that people have an income plan that will last their entire life is what drives us. We're very, very good at it. It's what we've done for 23 years, and it's what we do every day, day in and day out. We craft plans to take advantage of both good markets and bad markets. And the impact of that, folks, is incredible because if you know that the plan is set up to provide guaranteed lifetime income, then you have more confidence. It doesn't make any difference whether you're 71, you're 91, you're 121, you're going to have more confidence. So it all starts with setting down with us. We're going to put together a fee report for you. We're going to put together a risk assessment for you. We'll run you through our risk uh, scenario, help you recognize where unnecessary losses may be coming in your portfolio. We'll take a look at what's happening in your world as far as taxes and what that could look like in the future. We're going to perform that analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes now and later on. And then take a look at an income plan that's custom for you, that'll utilize strategies that can help you take the worry out of living in retirement. 
I mean, we often work, Chuck, with people with over a million dollars in retirement. We're very well versed in that area. But we don't worry about the amount of money that you have. As long as when you come in, you are serious about retirement and serious about retirement planning. If that's you, then let's connect and talk about it further. All right. And the number to do so is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. To get that retirement lifestyle review that is made uh, custom for you and your situation situation with you and your significant other. So remember, it's all about your retirement. And remember, the dual financial strategies is independent. They're fiduciaries. They want to uh, make sure that you come first in financial planning and in retirement planning. So again, it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to reach them. No cost, no obligation. Have a sit down with them, uh, either the Green Bay office, the Appleton office, anywhere you hear us here in the Fox Valley. We're going to take a break. What's coming up next, Sam? There's several reasons why people may be worried about retirement and why confidence in retirement has dropped to 2008 levels. Workers and retirees alike are feeling the pinch. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the most mentioned reasons for the lack of confidence and offer some suggestions to help keep you on track. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, along uh, with a, a triumvirate uh, in our studio at Dual Financial Strategies. And, of course, we're talking about Sam uh, Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, who are uh, in studio with us. And we're going to talk about that confidence. We need it in sports. We need it in every phase of life. But uh, sometimes it can get riled a little bit here, Sam, when you say... Uh, when you mention even the year 2008, because it uh, really has a, a lot of negative connotations economically for a lot of people who remember those times, and especially if you were a uh, retiree or a, a close to being a retiree in those days, uh, you certainly remember the ramifications of that. So uh, we know that getting uh, to and through retirement can be tricky here uh, for various and sundry reasons, starting uh, with, of course, a rising cost of living. Yeah, for sure. And we all know over the last couple of years, the cost of living has increased steadily. It's been happening for a long time, but it's really been accelerated the last couple of years. And people realize that these things happen. You know, we had forgotten that a thing such as inflation could actually take over. And now many of you are seeing your purchasing power reduced by anywhere from 6 to 12 15%, depending upon what products you're purchasing. Um we had an incident with a tractor here on the farm here recently, yeah. and we are now replacing it due to a fire. And I just about swallowed my tongue when mm -hmm. I went out and priced the same level of used tractor as what was lost in the fire. The same level of used tractor is at least, I don't know what, Andy, it's at least 50%, maybe 75% more than it was three, three and a half years ago when yep. we bought that, that vehicle. So yep. it's, it's amazing how the cost of living has gone up. And you're feeling it too. Uh, and it's, it's affecting your confidence. A recent survey uh, by the Employee Benefit Research Institute Retirement Confidence Survey, 64% uh, of people that were working and 73% of retirees are confident about the retirement prospects, but that's down. A year ago, it was 73% and 77% respectively. So this is a very long-running survey. It's the longest-running one of its kind, and it's pretty accurate in the feelings of people when it comes to confidence. Yeah, it's incredible, uh, but uh, true. And I think that uh, 
as far as the uncertainty around Social Security, Andy, that's another uh, topic that's come up because so many people are listening to uh, some of the uh, diatribes that are uh, done by either politicians going, uh, you know, trying to tell people that their opponent is wanting to cut Social Security out or it's going to run out of money by 2034. But that uh, overall uncertainty is certainly unsettling to uh, people who are in that retirement red zone. You know, what's interesting about that, too, is there's a lot of factors that have impacted Social Security just from even the number of people that are contributing today. Um, you know, the baby boom generation was 80 million strong and they did not have as many children. So I think it's somewhere around 30 or 40 million children is what the baby boom generation had. So just from a replacement standpoint, there is less people contributing to the bucket of money for Social Security. Then you take on top of that politicians and their abuse of the system and there's less money then again. So I, I don't know what the future will hold. There's some speculation that it would be something means tested. There's speculation that it could be any number of things. And so um, the challenge is, is I don't think there's a politician that has the spinal fortitude at this point in time that will really deal with the situation. They've been kicking it down the road for a long time trying to avoid that. And I think that it's reasonable that Gen Xers are pessimistic about being able to take advantage of Social Security or pension benefits because both of those things have gone nearly away completely. And unfortunately, that's the facts of life. So you better be a good saver considering how much money it's costing just to live today. Um, I hope you've been a diligent saver up to this point, And I'm thankful that most of you that we see are and have been and have been a deferred or delayed gratification society because um, ultimately at the end of the day, we still have to um, figure out how to get you to and through retirement and make sure you don't run out of money. That comes with you being very diligent about saving and and working with someone that can help you put aside money, figure out what's the best strategy to use. The comment we hear constantly when we do classes is, I wish we would have known this information 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, some of the tools may or may not have been there, but you can take advantage of those tools today. So talking to someone who has knowledge in the retirement area is paramount for you to succeed through that process. All right, Luke, uh, I know that uh, your savings can take a hit in a lot of different ways, and we saw it in 2020 with the pandemic, uh, COVID-19. So economic downturns, they can uh, really play havoc with your confidence that you're retiring uh, safely and having that savings to do so. Yeah, I mean, just like 2008, the financial crisis there, COVID-19, you know, this can have significant impact on our retirement savings, and this can lead to job loss, reduced income. Um, lower investment returns, which can make it more challenging to save for retirement. And I think in the back of our minds, we might be concerned about this concept called sequence of return risk, which just means that, well, if if I'm nearing retirement and we're in this unsteady time and I've got a period of of bad returns earlier in retirement versus later in retirement and, you know, things being good earlier on, well, that actually has more devastating effects on your overall retirement scenario. But what I want you to remember is we can't we can't control that. Um, the markets are going to cycle. They're going to continue to do that. Interest rates typically change over time, even though we've gone through this 15 year period where they really didn't up until last year. Um, but we want to stay focused on the things that we can control um, your allocation, the 
the asset classes that you're using within your retirement accounts, do those fit your comfort level uh, with this new season of your life? Taxes, expenses, the list goes on. There's so many other things that we can control. So let's focus on those in our planning session, in our conversation about um, what you'd like to accomplish in retirement. Absolutely. And of course, Sam, uh, if you're going to live longer, which everybody wants to do, I think, but that's a double-edged sword. You've got a longer life expectancy. You've got to save for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, You've got to remember, I mean, people are living much, much longer than they used to. It's not like you go ahead and retire at 62 and take Social Security for a couple of years and then you're done. It's you've got to have it for a long period of time. And we commonly, when we're doing uh, retirement plans and things of that nature, we're looking out 25 plus years. I mean, if you're, say, a, a male at 65 years old, well, your life expectancy is up into close to the mid 80s at this point in time, early mm-hmm. to mid 80s. So your spouse, if they're a few years younger than you, you got to be planning for at least 25 years or you're going to find yourself on the, you know, maybe on the short end of that thing. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, again, if you're in that quandary, in the, in the first segment, Andy, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, couples getting together uh, philosophically about their retirement. But if you don't know who to turn to for financial advice, you could be in trouble. Well, that is definitely something that you should take some serious time. I know it's way more fun to plan your retirement, but you really need to take the time that you need to take in order to interview and find someone that you're not only philosophically philosophically comfortable with, but also that you can have a reasonable conversation with, that you can understand what they're saying, what they're talking about, why. I mean, it's Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement is all about why. Why are we using the tools that we're using is dependent on what you need them to do. Not because there is some driven motivation to sell you something, because that is what the industry tends to be about. But more than that, what do you need to use in order to reach the goals that you personally or your family personally wants to reach? And so that's a very different way and process about going about determining how to set up your retirement funds. And And I think it's very important that people take the time that you need to take to find somebody that both you and your spouse are comfortable with. Because again, we see that fairly regularly that if something happens and the primary spouse that was the financial person is no longer in the picture, that the person that you leave behind may or may not be comfortable with the person that you've been working with. And so, like I said, we've had a number of people that have come to us because they were not comfortable with the person that their late spouse had chosen. Yeah. And speaking of comfort, Luke, some people may not be comfortable because they have inadequate retirement savings and they're saying, oh, should have saved more a couple of years ago. Yeah, there are a lot of people that that haven't saved enough. And then I think no matter how much you save, I mean, we, Sam's been doing this for over 20 years. I've been here for over 11. You know, the people we sit down with, even if they have significant wealth, even they don't feel like they've saved enough to retire. So I think first and foremost, you know, get a second opinion on whether you've saved enough. You know, are, are you truly behind? Are you in an okay place? Or maybe you're ahead of the curve just so you've got that information. And then remember that overall retirement is a significant life event that requires careful planning and preparation ahead of time. Um, and many people may not have the resources or the knowledge to effectively plan for retirement, which can lead to all sorts of other things like worry and anxiety about their future and their financial security. So we are here to help. We can help you make the right decisions with your retirement um, accounts and overall retirement decisions so that you can ultimately focus on the more important areas of your life. Absolutely. So, so Sam, as we wrap it up, is the pessimism about retirement justified? And if so, uh, what can you do to assuage it? 
Well, I think it's just coming at it from a very realistic perspective. Um, we are starting to see a trend in the savings habits of people, particularly younger ones, when we meet with some folks that are uh, maybe in their 50s, um, that the you know, it, it could be the pessimism could be uh, could be somewhat justified because they just don't have the savings that they need to have. Um, and they don't realize, I don't think, how much it's going to take to support that lifestyle uh, in, you know, in retirement. But really, the only way to find out is to sit down, Chuck, is to just sit down and, and see what do you look like and where are you at right now? Uh, you know, basically what you're doing is you're looking for better answers. That's what you're doing. And we're passionate about that. We're passionate that you deserve a confident, independent retirement. So we always keep a few openings on our calendars specifically for the radio show. We want you to come in and sit down with us. We'll do a consultation with you. There's no cost, no obligation, no pressure. But just make sure that you're on that path for a confident, independent retirement. Talk to you about how prepared are you? How prepared is your portfolio right now to handle risks like inflation, stock market volatility, taxation? When was the last time you had a had a uh, conversation with your advisor about what the pending taxation on your IRA withdrawals is going to be when you go into retirement? You've worked hard for your money. We want to work just as hard to help you grow it and preserve it. And we work with people all the time that have saved over a million dollars for retirement. So we are very well versed in these income and retirement areas. But it doesn't matter if you are serious about retirement and you really want to speak uh, freely about this. Come in and see us. We'll sit down, see where you're at, see what direction you need to go. 866-203-7486 is the number uh, to reach Dual Financial Strategies to talk to Sam and or Luke about it. 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation uh, to meet uh, with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. We've got to take a break. What's coming up in the next segment, Sam? When we come back, it's time to get back to the basics. We'll break down some steps you can take now to help you on that road to retirement. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in for Dual Financial Strategies along with Sam Dual uh, and also Luke Van Abel and Andy Schooler with us here today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Social Security claiming strategies to maximize your 401k. We're going to cover it all. Class is now in session with our three wonderful professors, Sam, Andy, and Luke. So by incorporating some of these elements into a retirement income plan, you can better prepare for a comfortable and secure retirement. Because basically, you just don't want to work anymore. You get to the point where it's time to retire. So the preparation is important. Getting down to the basics, which Sam means saving regularly when planning for your retirement. We just talked about saving and uh, making sure you're confident having enough. We can't stress that enough. Well, and it's the regular savings that's the key and the secret to this. Um, it's just putting that money away every paycheck shoot for 10%, shoot for it. You know, I would say shoot for whatever is painful, really. Uh, put as much as you possibly can away. Take a first look, a second look, a third look, and a fourth look at your budget and see what you can trim out of there. I mean, folks, you would be amazed if you just, I always use the, 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 uh, the analogy of Starbucks because a lot of people go there. I don't, I happen to like my quick trip coffee, but <laughs> if you're going to Starbucks and you're spending six bucks every morning on a coffee, um, or maybe you're spending $10 on a coffee and a muffin or something. Well, what if you just eliminated that three days out of the week? I mean, that's $30 a week. That'd be what 
$120 a month, right. $1,440 a year. Up. I mean, it adds up so fast. There are literally thousands of dollars of leakage that you have in your personal budget right now that if you really sat down and you got diligent about it, you would be amazed at how much money you could save. But I'd say a minimum of 10% and even more if you possibly can. All right, you're working for, uh, well, a few more years, uh, Andy. And so uh, that means if your employer has a 401k, remember to uh, maximize uh, your 401k so you get that match from your employer. So important. It is important. And if you're getting a match, great. Take advantage of that. If you have the option to participate perhaps in a Roth IRA, that could be a stronger point. And that might be something to have a conversation with. Um, I don't know where you are on your timeline for retirement, but certainly I hope you've been contributing if that's an option within your 401k is to contribute to a Roth IRA because that money, especially if you're planning on retiring prior to full retirement age, can be very impactful in helping you have income coming in that doesn't account against you with regards to, for instance, your insurance, your medical insurance um, costs or subsidies that you can get from the ACA plans. Uh, So that might be something to strategically look at is how much money do you have in a Roth? What's the goal for it? How much of an income gap are you going to have when you start? And are you looking to turn on Social Security immediately or take the 8% roll up every year that you can get by not turning it on? And are you planning on working a part-time job? I mean, these are some of the nuances that we talk about that you need to understand before you get dinged in Social Security if you make too much money. So come in, have a conversation with us. Let's discuss where you're at. Let's discuss if a Roth IRA is the right fit within your 401k for you. Let's figure out some of your nuances so that you can have greater success through your retirement. We're talking about the basics here with uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke, uh, uh, how to have a successful retirement. And one of those things, Luke, is is to uh, take uh, advantage of uh, retirement planning tax breaks. Now, there are a lot of them. Andy talked about the 401k match because all that money you put in, tax deferred, right? It is. And Sam was talking about, you know, regularly making contributions, getting it to 10% and getting it beyond. But then, you know, what happens from a, you know, is there a limit to the amount that we can put in our 401ks? And there absolutely is. So there's a limit on the amount that we can defer from a tax standpoint and for 2023 if we're under the age of 50 it's $22,500 per year that's your money going in match money would be on top of that your employer could contribute above and beyond once we go over 50 years old they'll let us do an additional $7,500 per year for a round number of $30,000 so you can put up to $30,000 over 50 into your traditional 401k or if you want to um, sort of you know take the tax hit now so that you've got tax um, free money in retirement down the road when potentially tax rates go up you can put the money into a Roth 401k as well if available all righty and uh, when all else fails Sam open an IRA right because there are some people in our audience who do work for companies that don't offer 401ks yeah, if you've uh, if you've got that IRA, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing to say that you can't contribute to a 401k and an IRA as well. You can do both. It's just that the uh, the contribution limits are so much higher inside of your company sponsored 401k than the outside IRA that that's usually the best first place to go. But uh, yeah, consider opening that 401k or that uh, IRA plan if you don't have one. Or maybe maybe Chuck the uh, the employer doesn't have a Roth IRA option or Roth 401k option. We see that. 
uh, uh, numerous times. And if they don't have a Roth option, we'll open that Roth account on the outside. Then you're contributing tax-free. You're contributing after-tax money, but all of the principal and all of the growth of that in the years to come will be tax-free for you. So having that strategy, even while you're working, is so important. It's so very, very important to, to have that so that you're putting money in the right places with an eye on what's the way that I can maximize my savings and my efficiency, but at the same time, being very, very cautious that you're saving in the most tax-efficient manner as possible, both today and for tomorrow, because that's the biggest mistake that we see you make, is that you and the people that you confer with never, ever have a discussion with you about both uh, current and future tax liabilities of the way you're saving money. And that gets people into tax traps that you get to the end of your working cycle and now we've got to start taking some income out of this and you find that because you've never received the proper counsel before, you've put yourself into a tax corner and it's going to get much more expensive for you than it ever needed to be. Yeah, and when you want to maximize your portfolio, Andy, you have to carefully select a retirement investment allocation. And what we mean by that is, well, you'll explain it, right? Some kind of a percentage mix, stocks, bonds, whatever you're going to invest in. In to maximize your retirement savings. Well, there again, it depends on who you are and what you need. And that comes back again to Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, because it's not just about percentages anymore. It's got to be. And I know that's kind of been the way. And there's this, you know, age old rule of 100 and take your age and subtract it from 100 and stocks versus bonds. But in reality, is that actually what you need? I don't know. Without talking to you, and without looking at your assets and what you're trying to accomplish and what you want your retirement to look like, I don't know whether stocks and bonds are the best fit for you. It might be you need some sort of a, a, a pension annuity or something that is going to give you an income stream that's in addition to your Social Security. You might need a mix of stocks and bonds. You might need a mix of something else. I'm not sure. So that is the conversation that needs to be had to determine which tools are actually going to be most necessary for your retirement success to make sure that you can stay retired. Because look, everybody can retire. It's more about whether you can stay retired or not. Absolutely true. And Luke, is there a way to minimize fees in your retirement accounts? Well, this is a big area that eats up a lot of the returns for people. Um, I think being aware of what your fees are. A lot of people we meet with just have no idea what they're even paying, what the internal costs of things are. Remember that um, just because it's not reported on your statement doesn't mean there's not a fee there. Um, it's not uncommon to see with like variable annuities that have basically mutual funds as the underlying investment tool driving the returns. Well, there's cost to those mutual funds. And then the insurance companies might have some costs. And we see four and five percent, even up to six percent variable annuities. So that's you got to make four, four to six percent just to get to even. Um, and as I mentioned, Mutual funds have their own fees. So um, if you're not aware of what those are, we can run um, fee selections, fee reports to give you an idea of how much are you truly paying for these investments. Absolutely. And Sam, you can also consult people as to when to take their Social Security if they've got a question about it. Yeah, we do. We talk quite a lot about Social Security. That's probably, you know, behind taxes and, and uh, investments, Social Security is probably about the third most popular topic that comes up. But uh, it is a very consequential decision, and it shouldn't be made uh, emotionally, and it shouldn't be made in a vacuum. Uh, you have to look at so many different aspects of that, and we find so often that there's just 
horrific advice being given on when to take Social Security uh, because it's being made absent of knowing uh, what other accounts do you have, what are your account value levels, what is your tax bracket, what do you expect your tax bracket to be. Uh, Social Security is not a one-off, folks. It's a guaranteed income plan. It's not a one-off, and it is not something that you should make an emotional decision about. You need to factor it in black and white into your retirement income plan, no different than you would anything else. Absolutely. And as we wrap it up, Andy, uh, signing up for Medicare on time is key. Why so? It is. And and let's face it, if you receive health insurance coverage through your job, it's important to re- enroll in another health plan before you actually retire, which is typically through Medicare, but you need to be 65 in order to do that. So if you are not yet 65, then you will be on the ACA plan, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is quite expensive, especially if you make too much money, then they're going to charge you probably in excess of $1,200 for both you and your spouse. Um, so planning accordingly and having a plan for where and how to take Medicare out can be very helpful um, and probably save you some significant cash flow. So just be mindful that um, 65 is the year in which you can start Social Security or excuse me, Medicare. And with that, there's some things that you need to have a basic understanding of and especially what are the benefits of Medicare that you need to enroll in. Um, so we there is advisor on staff. Yeah. So talk to Lake in our office because he can give you a much better handle on which way you should go with the Medicare plans and options that are there. All right. So, Sam, quickly, what can you do for our listeners? Yeah, we're up against the clock here, Chuck. But we know that a lot of you have questions beyond what we've been talking about here. This last segment was talking about the basics, but we keep it some uh, slots open on our calendar for those of you that do have more questions. So I would say if you saved at least $200,000 for retirement, We'd like to provide you with what we would call a comprehensive financial review or a strategic development overview. Our industry term for it is a um, retirement lifestyle review. But let's take a look at what you're doing. First thing we need to do is take a look at your tax situation. What's your tax situation now? What's it going to look like in the future? See if we can uncover any long-term tax issues that currently exist in your accounts that you might be able to fix. Talk about establishing your retirement income goal. How much money are you going to need? Where is that money going to come from? How are we going to uh, finance that uh, retirement lifestyle for you? And then we also want to help you with analyzing your current investments. We know that a lot of you have came in out of 2022 very shaken, uh, that you've gotten very little contact or information from your current advisor, and that you're uh, concerned about the next shoe dropping and what might happen there. So let's get a financial review and a risk review on those uh, accounts as well to find out where you stand so that you can have that retirement that you've worked hard for and deserve. And you can do that very easily by uh, giving uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation to sit down, discuss all of these matters with them. Uh, here at Dual Financial Strategies. It's question and answer time coming up next, right, Sam? It is, yep. Listeners have questions. We've got some answers, hopefully good ones for you. We'll get to that when we come right back. We're back on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and for Dual Financial Strategies, we have Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel in our studio. And remember that number once again is 866-203-7486. Time to answer some questions, Sam. Everybody ready to go? I think so. All right, let's start in Seymour now with Gary. 
uh, who says my spouse and I are 79 and 77 years old, respectively. We've got $2 million in assets and want to transfer some of that to our grandchildren when we pass. Uh, instead of giving them each a set amount all at once, is it possible to give them a certain amount over a period of time, over years, for example? Yeah, absolutely. That's possible. You can uh, do gifting. You know, there are provisions for gifting to people. There are uh, lifetime limits on how much you can give in gifting, so you have to be aware of that. Uh, there are limits on how much you can give each person per year, uh, so you have to be aware of that. Now, do remember that if you're gifting, uh, these are taxable consequences. So let's say that you have a let's say that you've got some highly appreciated stock or something like that, and you want to just give that away. Well, you do have to remember from a tax perspective that if you gave, let's say you gave a niece shares of stock that were highly appreciated, meaning that it was worth much more than what you paid for it. When you give that to them, you also give them the original cost of it or what we call the cost basis. So in other words, if you give that to them while you're living, they will have to pay taxes on all of those gains when they cash that in. Whereas if you pass that to them via a will or whatever after you've passed away, then they inherit it at the value it was on that day. So there's some inherent benefits to waiting to give it later. But boy, there's also some, uh, you know, some great reasons to help them out when they are younger. Just keep in mind, talk with your advisor. Let's look at what the cost basis on those things are. And so we know exactly what's going to happen when you transfer that over or what kind of taxes you might have due if you're going to give it to them in form of cash so that you don't get any surprises because people get uh, they get confused about gifting and they think, well, if I'm just going to give this away, there's no taxes on it. Oh, absolutely. There is. It has to be done very specifically and very correctly to make sure that you don't get nasty surprises. And the one thing we do know is you can't take it with you. So no. uh, you've got to make those decisions. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Roland in Green Bay now. He's got a uh, question for Andy here. He says, I've heard uh, that the current retirement advice is to have a million dollars saved for retirement. That's one million dollars. Now we've got a guaranteed income of 80% of our current uh, working income. We've got a couple of pensions, uh, railroad retirement pension as well. Uh, we'll probably never take Social Security. Now, I don't know why he would say that, but we don't have a million dollars saved for retirement, although we are nearing a retirement age. Uh, so does the advice of saving a million dollars in retirement apply to our situation? Well, not necessarily, Roland. Um, from a standpoint of if you have guaranteed streams of income that are meeting your expenses and your needs, then no. I mean, you might not need to tap into other income sources. I don't know what your lifestyle looks like or how much that costs. But for most people that have railroad retirement, which is essentially a version of Social Security. So if you work for the railroad, you get that instead of Social Security. Um, but from, a, from that standpoint, if you are meeting your needs, then great. You might have have additional expenses or you might have you know fun travel or doing adventures that will come from some of your additional funds but not necessarily do you have to have the magic number of a million dollars I'm not exactly sure who came up with that or who said that but from a standpoint of everybody's situation is different so we commonly see people in our area in the Fox Valley that are living well within their means and I think that's much more common here than maybe some of the other states that surround us so consequently you may not need to have a million dollars now with where everything is going cost wise we do have to figure out what your accounts look like and how much of a, a draw against them that you may need to do with the inflation that's not something that we can control I mean 
nowhere else can you just randomly print money. We mm-hmm. all would get in really big trouble if we did that. And the government just seems hell bent on printing, printing, printing and giving it away to other places. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's going to look like. I certainly hope that it doesn't end up like a situation like we had 50 years ago, but um, leave it to the government to mess up a good thing. So I don't know, but let's sit down, talk about your options. Let's sit down and go through uh, what you have and just make sure you do have what you need. I mean, that's part of retirement planning. Absolutely. All righty. And I could never figure out, maybe someday on a future show, we'll, we'll find out why railroad workers don't get Social Security and why they get something else. But Well, uh, they effectively do. Railroad retirement is Social Security. It's just for railroad retirement. My dad worked for the railroad, so oh. he has railroad retirement. So yeah. it's a, it's effectively Social Yeah, it's Social Security. It just comes from a little bit different it's bucket. It's trust fund. It, exactly. Ah, okay. Well, I was always wondering why it was railroad if I could say this, railroad workers that uh, applied for that. Why that specific uh, profession, yes. for example? It's almost anyway. like they're private Social Security. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amounts to. All right, uh, Luke, we've got Harriet in Fox Crossing now. Says, how long do you typically have to wait for your Social Security application to be approved? Uh, I applied for Social Security in January and have been planning to retire as soon as it's approved. I called last week and they told me uh, there was an issue with identical-looking contributors. Uh, in 1992, and I should call back in a few months for an update. Uh, is this a common occurrence, and is there any suggestions uh, on where to go from here? Hi, Harriet. Well, typically, it would take six weeks to three months. Um, the Social Security website says, you know, plan on it up to three months for it to take to process an application. Uh, but they're telling you after you've already waited some time um, to wait a few more months. That is very unusual. This is not something um, I've heard of. Have you heard of anything like this, Sam? No, no. not I haven't. Yeah, I mean, nothing would surprise me with the it's, government. It is the Social Security Administration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say for those of you, I know this isn't going to be too helpful for you right now, Harriet, but for those of you that haven't applied for Social Security, the general recommendation three months beforehand, the... Um, quickest way to and simplest way to sign up for social security is right through the website um if you're uncomfortable with that you can go down to the office and do it do it there Uh, but it would be much quicker to do it on the website um you may call back and just be persistent with them on a on a you know, every two week basis, because a couple more months, that seems quite long to just let it sit out there. Um, Make sure you've got answers. Make sure that somebody's actively working on this for you. And that was like 31 years ago. I mean, that was so far back chronologically from 92, right? Two that they're worried about that. It doesn't, it would have basically zero mathematical impact on the amount of money of social security that you would receive. So yeah, they're looking at your, that's your really highest yeah. 35 years. And we're talking about one year. We're talking about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. One year, 31 years ago. Yeah. yeah. JJ's in Sherwood and Sam will wrap it up with uh, your answer to this. One. He, uh, JJ says my parents are uh, 62 and 64. They're going to retire in about three to five years. They both have a pension and they get Social Security. Uh, That'll get them about 80% of their current income, which is enough. Uh, They have about $100,000 in 401ks and about $100,000 in variable annuities. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I I added that. Uh, They also own uh, their $650,000 house. Uh, I've heard that uh, the 60-40 split of stocks and bonds is a good strategy. Uh, Is this how they uh, should allocate this, or are there any other investment vehicles that would be better for people in their scenario? 
Well, first of all, they're in great shape. So that's a beautiful thing. You know, basically they're kind of retiring the way that people used to retire uh, many, many, many years ago, uh, even going back to when Social Security first started, where uh, the pension and the Social Security combined would replace basically your your paycheck. So they're wonderful. They've done a great job in that. Um, you know, it's 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 difficult and I would say even impossible to just say that, oh, I've heard about a 60-40 split of stocks and bonds. Would that be a good strategy? I, I don't know. I, you know, it could be for some people, it could be a disaster for them. Um, you know, you don't know what is the best thing for them. One thing I would probably say, JJ, is that it would appear to me just from the surface that they don't need to be taking a tremendous amount of risk in what they're doing. They don't need to be, uh, you know, uh, real real nosebleed. So I don't know if they would need to take the risk of a 60-40 retirement portfolio because that's certainly not without, uh, you know, not without uh, downsides. They probably would have lost in that type of a portfolio in 2022. Uh, they probably lost in excess of 20%, 15 mm-hmm. to 20. So the question is, would they want to go through that in retirement? What I would suggest, JJ, is that we need to do a thorough and complete risk-alize analysis of what they currently have. Then we need to do a thorough risk-alize evaluation of them to figure out what their risk number is. And then we need to see where they match up at. That's the only comprehensive tool that's available today to pre-retirees and retirees to take the sales uh, process out of uh, the financial planning area and put it into the realm of science and emotion. So that's what I would probably recommend they look at doing. All right. And I recommend uh, that our listeners uh, visit with you, uh, Andy and Luke. Yeah, you know, if, if if what we're talking about today and what we talk about every weekend has struck a chord with you and you want to be certain that you're on the right path with your plan, give us a call. Talk to Rick. We always keep a few openings on our calendars just for listeners. We want to make sure that when you're at your retirement decision-making times that we're available for you to discuss the options you have and that you can make informed decisions. Informed decisions being the key word there because throughout our decades of serving our communities of Appleton and Green Bay, we found that there's a lot of folks that don't have a true understanding of three things. Number one, you don't know how much you're paying in fees and commissions. Number two, you don't know how much unnecessary risk you're taking. And number three, you don't understand, nor has anyone ever talked to you about the tax implications of your retirement savings. So connect with us. We'll sit down with you personally. We'll help you understand how each of those issues is impacting your plan. And folks, we might even have some questions for you that you didn't know you even needed to ask. Chuck, can you tell them how they can connect with us? Absolutely, uh, Sam. It is 866-203-7486. That's the phone number at no cost, no obligation to reach dual financial strategies. Uh, and again, it's 866-203-7486 to get that comprehensive review about your retirement. They have 23 years of experience, as Sam has mentioned, and they will give you that retirement life lifestyle review that is uh, going to be benefiting to you uh, to get through uh, a successful retirement, making sure that they cover all the bases, uh, fees, taxes, uh, the ramifications about uh, legacy planning et al. 866-203-7486. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Call them today. Well, it's been a great show. Your final thoughts, Sam. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you again here next weekend or... See us on television on the weekends as well.
Investment Advisory Services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.